No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. This episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by Shop, Shop Tour, Tour Bus. Bus. We're going to get it right one of these times. Let's do it, try it one more time. Ready? Right. Here we go. This episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by Shop, Shop Tour, Tour Bus. Bus. It was close. It was close. What do you want? What but we get it. We get it. They get it. Shop. We get it. Who brought you this episode? Shop, Shop Tour, Tour Bus, Bus brought you Shop this Tour episode. Bus. Wait, who did? Isn't that nice of them? Think about that. Shop Tour Bus, Luke and the Roadies, digitally packaged 
an entire episode of No Simple Road in cellophane and put it inside. What does that mean brought to you by? They've made it possible for us to be sitting here tonight with their monetary contribution to our show. They drove so it we on the shop tour bus. Show They're helping out the right? family, man. Come yeah, on, man. Come yeah. on. You're, you're making you're me just, I just hit that pipe. It was choking. You're trying to get me to think. <laughs> they, they brought it on the shop tour bus to, to the people. That's right. They, they are driving their shop tour bus on No Simple Road. That's a great analogy. Thank you. Ten, ten I'll out of ten. Be here all week. Don't forget to tip your waitress. Wow. Mm-hmm. All I wanted try was the an veal. That's all. Don't try the veal. Feels awful. Anyway, shop tour bus guys. <laughs> yep. Sorry. Mel's wearing her fire on the mountain tiche. Yes, I am. Looking I fly. That ship of fools design is my new favorite and i say that every week i say a new one but man that ship of fools one if they make a hoodie with that one i'm i'm on it i know people i might be able to hook you up hey guys make so one on it. the mississippi half step one is too cool too cool also cool. too god cool. i'm stoned don't smoke too much too before cool. advertisements apparently no, man. wow <laughs> well it doesn't need to be long every time luke loves what we do regardless of the length I know. So, so if anyway, head over to shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram, and there you will find all the stuff that we're rambling about right now that you can't see because you're not looking at it. If you start looking at it, you can go to shoptourbus.com and pick out the shirt that you want, and then magic will happen. Not only will you receive that shirt that you ordered or the hoodie that you ordered or the stickers that you ordered, but you're going to get this box. Goodies. I'm not there yet. I was on a roll. I know. I get overly excited about the goodies. I'm sorry. Okay. You got excited about the goodies too, baby. I'm still excited about them. So Goodies. Oh, You get this box (laughs) and the box is hand decorated. There's not going to be another box in existence Anywhere on the planet or any other planet like yours. It's going to have some lyric from a Grateful Dead song. It's going to have some cool design in it. Then you're going to get the shirt or the hoodie or the stickers that you ordered. It's going to be tied with a really special piece of twine from the craft store down the street from their studio. And the ink that's used on that shirt is vintage ink that is environmentally friendly. What? Vintage. Cool. And then there's going to be a special bootleg that's going to speak to your life inside that box. There's going to be candy and there's going to be goodies. There it is. See, we got there. It wasn't that bad. And on top of all that, you're going to get shipping free. for free. If you use Wait, code. how do you get shipping for free? So, on. okay. Here's the thing. Not everybody's going to get shipping no. for free. Well, who will get shipping for everyone who listens to this show? No and Simple Road tell family. Them that they listen to us. Yep. And the yeah. way you no tell them that road. you listen to the show is when you check out, you put in the promo code No Simple Road and you get free shipping. And, that you know, look, it's no small thing because if you order two shirts and then shipping is going to be like, what, 15, 20 bucks. You're saving a chunk of change, man. You could buy another shirt with the money that you're going to save from the shipping. Holy oh, shit, my God. Go buy free shirts or. If you're buying something for somebody else for the holidays and you're not sure what to get them, but you love all the designs on there and you're like, Sally would love that one, that one, that one, and that one, and I'm not sure which one to get her. Well, you can get her a gift certificate 
and that's going to happen because they're all awesome. We yep. all want all of them. So yeah, I've got two there's a solution. Ones. Yep. About See, we're all about solutions here at No Simple Road. <laughs> <laughs> we might it might take us a roundabout solution way to get there, oriented. but we get yeah. there. We're a solution oriented group. Cult. Wait. Cult. No. No, I agree. Family. Family. That's it. Family. So head over to shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram. Click the link in the bio and that'll take you back to their website. You'll end up there either way. So just go there and get yourself a shirt and you're gonna. Or someone that you love. Yeah. Or buy a present for somebody. You're going to get more than you bargained for. We promise. I swear. Shop tour bus. Shop tour bus. Hi, I'm Bob Crawford from the Avid Brothers, and the podcast you're listening to is part of the Osiris Network, a global community connecting passionate music fans with podcasts about music, artists, and culture. For more information about all the shows in our network, please visit OsirisPod.com. Osiris. We'll fix it in post. Fix it. In we'll do it live. We'll do- <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Hey now, no simple road family. Oh shit. How you doing? <laughs> what is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time, thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Uh, <laughs> Everybody thought all that shit was not being recorded and going out to you guys. Well, guess what? That's oh, how it's it always being again. recorded. You never know. It's true. When I can hit that mic. Mm-hmm. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Yeah. Whoa, pretty, that was really lackluster. Low energy. Listen, we just ate a heavy yeah. dinner. We, we just had awesome chili that I made. Which smoked a f- yeah, fat bowl. Yeah. We were just it's talking about how everyone's... Everything is really great. It's just it's um, great the winding Sunday. down of a weekend of playtime, good food, relaxation. Yeah, it's been a really Sunday, fun, right? awesome, desirable week. And this episode is super cool, you know? I think if there's one thing that I got out of this episode, it's that Daniel Shapiro has a great idea for a restaurant. Oh, and one <laughs> thing saying. I got out of this episode is that Daniel Shapiro is an awesome family man. So yeah. that's my... Yeah, that yeah. too. All about family. This is a lot of great stuff. Stories yeah, about really his dad. That. A lot of really, really good... It made me want to take pictures of every single thing we do all the time every day you should and because you take good pictures too well and it, it would be rad even beyond if they're good or bad like just having them around for 10 years from now because in my younger days those things weren't important to me when i was in my teens and my 20s like 
I never wanted to take pictures of anything, and cell phones weren't a thing then anyway. So it wasn't. It was uh, like you'd have to carry around one of those cameras and then go get it developed and hang on to the fucking pictures and keep them somewhere safe and all that and like or Polaroids that fade. And look no, crappy and when you're a junkie time. on the street. The last thing you want to do is keep a bunch of <laughs> family photos <laughs> in your backpack. So I lost everything that I had from like the only pictures I have of me as a teenager are the ones that Apple has. I have a couple too. Okay. Well, those. Yeah. Other than that, like all of my yearbooks, all that kind of stuff is gone. Granny so. has some. Yeah. Cool. I don't. But I know what I look like then. If I have something, that means you have it. So you have a bunch of stuff that you don't know about. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that just happened. I have a bunch of stuff I don't know about. Yeah. Cool. So what happens when you have family. Wow, check that out. One thing that's cool about pictures is I was kind of the reverse. I took so many pictures when Sydney was little, and my mom always had photo albums, and it was fun. And then as the kids started getting older and life started getting busier, I stopped doing that as much. And like even on Instagram and whatever, Facebook and all of that, I don't really post that much pictures of myself and the kids a little bit. But Daniel, again, he just kind of sparked that uh, thing in me to want to do that again. So I guess Daniel's inspiring, too. Yeah, very inspiring. And I love his take on like how he got into the dead and the way he feels about the music and what he said about religion blew my fucking mind. Like I never put that together and you guys are really going to dig that. Like, um, I guess I won't rehash it cause you're going to no. hear it here. Or I guess it wouldn't be rehashing. I won't hash it. <laughs> pre-hashing. Pre-hash. Don't yeah. pre-hash Thank it. you, Ryder. Right on. I'm not going to pre-hash yeah, it for the you. words over here. Yeah. So we're going to add, okay, we've got Chan Donator. Chan Donator is somebody that donates to us on Patreon. We now have Spanky Booty. That's from last week. <laughs> spanky and you booty. all know what a Spanky Booty is now. Oh, and Spanky Booty. And now, telling somebody something before it happens is pre-hashing. Yep. Yep. So your No Simple Road vocabulary pre-hash. is growing exponentially week by week. Yep. That's happening. You're not only being entertained, you're getting smarter by the second just by listening to our feel stoned it. asses. I can feel it. You're officially learning a language. Congratulations. Yep. I feel smarter. I'm not that stoned. I'm a little bit. I, okay. Well, you're over here. Sounds like you your eyes half-lidded. Uh-huh. I took one half-lidded. hit of whatever that was, and boy, oh boy. Keith yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's been a good week. It's yeah. been a great weekend. Why has it been a good week, babe? It's just been really nice around here the past week and a half, two weeks. It's been really cool. It's uh, all the stress that was here a few weeks ago is gone. And I feel like after Pigeons playing ping pong last weekend, was that last weekend? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Last Friday. Yeah, <sighs> After pigeons playing ping pong last week, like I feel like the inside of my soul got scrubbed with a wire brush and Clorox. Yep, and I'm all shiny and new on the inside. And then we got to hang out with driving and tie dye, Erica and Tim, and that was fucking super fun. And it made it feel like the show never ended, and it lasted all weekend. And we got to hang out and talk and get to know each other, and that was super cool. And it's yeah. just been really nice having the whole family here and 
having Sid and Adam in the house and Jack, your sister's dog, is visiting for the weekend. And him and I don't usually get along, but we're getting along now. And I don't know. There's just <laughs> reconciliation in the air. I feel all warm and fuzzy inside. It's, it's the holidays, man. Closer to your birth month. That's right. It's almost my birthday month. It's going to get stolen by my grandson, and I'll give it to him because he's going to be awesome. Oh he can have the birthday month. Is that getting stolen, or are you passing it down? Oh, I guess I am passing it down. down. Grandpa is giving you the birthday month, little mm-hmm. dude. He's sharing well, it. Well, what if he pops in? I mean, it's possible. I keep thinking it was a uh, Halloween baby. If, if he is born on Halloween, they have to name him evil. I'm still partial to evil with an O. Yeah, and, evil. and his last name love is backwards. Win. Yep, evil, evil wins. wins. But it's are supposed to be backwards. talking about that. <laughs> well, look, it's just a name. By the time this comes out, she'll probably have the baby. No. Yeah, oh, that's truth. Yeah, yeah, man. So there's That'd a lot cool. of cool things Halloween happening, baby. like Halloween baby. That whole becoming Same a grandparent good. thing, and <laughs> that whole becoming. Yeah, a you know, no biggie. Oh, yeah. And Mel getting a new job, and which I love, and I don't want to say where it is. And starting her own business. Yeah. And if you're out there and you're listening to this right now, and you live in the Portland area or the. You feel like driving, you live down in Eugene, you want to come up and get a treatment from well, Mel. You know you're going to be in Portland sometime. Yeah, hit us up. You can get a hold of Mel at, um, at Kundalini Mom on Instagram, or you can get to her through No Simple Road on Instagram as well. And she is doing facial treatments wow. and Reiki treatments and relaxation treatments. And it's all one thing. And she will squeeze toothpaste that you didn't know was inside your body out of your fingertips. <laughs> Bad, bad you toothpaste. Can't just Negative say toothpaste. That. Ryder, will you explain the toothpaste out of the true. fingertips? So inside of your soul, right now, right this very second, there is gunk, bad juju. She will find it, locate it, shift it into your arms, and squeeze it out your fingertips. Eradicate. And it, and you feel baptized. Wow. Holy shit. So I just had that done to me this morning. This is fresh in my memory. I had a Friday night, man. That was a good endorsement. So let's hear Friday night. Uh, Okay. So, excuse me. After a whole week of office work and sitting at a computer with my shoulders forward and having to recorrect my posture every 10 minutes, my back fucking hurts. And I don't really, I'm a dude. I don't have skincare products like I don't clean my face every day I wash my face in the shower and I leave like that's that and he so does have a dirty face I laid down on a heated bed in a really cool basement here at the house there was really super chill music on I got covered up it was all warm and toasty it wasn't too hot it wasn't too cold you Massage my face, you cleaned it, you got every little dot and blackhead out that I didn't even know were a thing. I got a facial massage, an upper body massage, you squeezed all the toothpaste out of my arms, you took these little <laughs> suction cup things and and I was fucking cracking up the whole time because it was making that noise and it felt like little little um, octopus tentacles going on my face and it was fucking amazing and then like you know after you like squeeze a pimple like your face gets a little angry and hot she has these two fucking glass they look like little baby light bulbs and they're they're purple and and they're yeah and they're filled with this weird purple liquid and she puts them in the freezer and rolls them on your 
hot face. Perpetual at- ice balls. They're amazing. Dude. Yeah. I'm telling this to Alex. You should see the look on his face. It looks like I just like you did blew magic. His, you blew his mind and everyone listening. Yeah. This. So then, oh no, that's not all. But wait, there's more. Like she's after she squeezed the toothpaste out of my hands. Then she went and fucking played the gong. So I got a sound bath at the end of this whole thing and got like when the gong is gonging, not like like nice gong sounds it like if there's any noise in your head of thoughts and whatever's happening the sound of the gong like interrupts the frequency and all you can do is see your third eye and she played that and then she quietly stepped out of the room and left me drooling it was fucking amazing (laughs) that's the that's the best part she's just sitting there like I think I'm not a person anymore. Yeah, I think I just. And then the amoeba slowly splits into two and three, and then you become a person again. Congeal back to a human being. And you sloth up the stairs and come have a cup of tea. Yep. So, point is, guys, (laughs) Mel started a business. You should get a hold of her. (laughs) Yeah, it's a pretty good business. That that was was pretty good endorsement (laughs) there. That was a really great endorsement, Dave. At Kundalini Mom, or you can get her at. At No Simple Road on Instagram and come make an appointment. Come hang out. And you get to meet our smiling faces too. God, that's all. Let that discourage you. Yeah. You can see Darwin. You get to meet Santa Claus and Darwin. It's pretty cool. But yeah. this isn't about Santa Claus. This isn't about Darwin. This is about Daniel Shapiro. Oh, yeah. Our brother. Yeah. My member of the tribe, Jewish brother. Guys, we know you're going to dig this one, but. We're not there yet. Follow us on Instagram at No Simple Road. Follow us on Facebook at No Simple Road. If you haven't done it already, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or whatever you're listening to us on because that helps the show become more relevant and helps more people find out about the show. And that is how you can show your support for NSR just by clicking some buttons on your phone. Doesn't cost you anything. It's pretty cool. And just to change it up this week, Apple, help yes. me out with the Patreon rap, dude. Oh, the Patreon rap? Yeah. <laughs> Go to patreon.com and Let's become, get a, it on. become a Chan donator, like we said. <laughs> and thank you to all the ones we have out there. Patreon.com forward slash. Oh, sorry. No simple road. One word. Yeah. But why would they go to Patreon? What's the big deal? Because you're going to get special things from us. Like you're going to get <laughs> porch rub? chats. Um, What's a porch oh, no, chat? No, I wouldn't say back rub. Not yet. What's we a porch chat? What... No, we're not doing that. Sorry. <laughs> porch chat is, well, exactly like it sounds. It's where we sit on the porch. And guess Chatted what we up. do? Chat. <laughs> no. No. Drink tea. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, you'll get that. We have stickers that we've talked about. Oh, those you've already heard oh, yeah. about them. Chan donators get fresh. Wait, fresh Chan donators love, love fresh, 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 fresh Yep, you'll get one of those. And you'll also get our gratitude and love. And this is what we always say keeps it going. And this family keeps growing, and we yeah. want to see more uh, come on board. And we're going to start doing a lot more things on Patreon. We've yeah, talked about. Well, you guys get to be part of the magic of what it takes to build No Simple Road. So every. That's me building. 
<laughs> Every little cute Chan donated dollar, uh, we do some awesome stuff. We make badass dinners and invite some of our guests over to come join us and eat. We pay for our hosting. We buy new equipment. We buy more weed to make sure that we are nice and stoned for our. I don't know why that. We with Patreon I money. I just threw that in there. That's okay. what happens when I get the mic. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we don't spend we don't spend the hard earned Patreon money on such frivolous things. The point things. is is that when you guys donate, you guys are doing a really rad thing. You're helping us out if you guys like what we're doing and you guys laugh with us and maybe even sometimes cry with us. Whatever dollar you're bringing to our life is what we're doing to bring it back to you guys. And so, they're cute dollars. How about that? Is that better? Yeah, there's different levels there on Patreon too. You can give like as a buck, which is that level is called cute dollars. And then there's <laughs> the next level is five bucks and that's the Chan donators. And then it's 10 after that, I think. And it's Chan donators deluxe and then incrementally deluxe supreme and something else. So supreme. Oh, wait, it's, it's Chan donator, Chan donator deluxe, Chan donator supreme, and then no simple road family. So yeah, that's how we pay the bills guys. And, yeah. you know, you know the thing by now. I mean, I'm guessing this isn't your first NSR episode. Hey. And if it is, hey, welcome to the party. Yeah. We love you. Thanks for joining yeah. us. We Every love new ya. face is a thing <laughs> of beauty to behold. <laughs> yep, sure is. The scent of the rose. No, just kidding. <laughs> anyway, guys, um, I don't know what else to say. I'm high. It's evening. Yeah. Daniel Shapiro. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the No Simple Road family gives you Daniel Shapiro. So I just hit the record button, everybody. All right. We're recording. It's happening. Okay, so I should start moving. Yeah, start moving shit random. around. And No, I, I don't really. Mic check. Check mic. Check, check. Yeah, I can hear you. Everything's checked. Yep. Here we go. Let's call Daniel. Beep, 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 beep. It's beeping. Beep, 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 beep. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. Hello. Daniel. Hey. hey. How's it going? We did it. We did it. I'm proud of us. <laughs> me too. Hey, we. Hang on one second. Let me get these levels adjusted. Can everybody hear Daniel? Okay. There we go. All right. Sweet. Good morning, brother. Good morning. So what are you doing this morning? Uh, my kid's taking a nap. I'm getting organized and uh, just kind of hanging today. Right on. Having a nice Sunday, chill day. Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. And just so you know, everybody's here. I'm Aaron. Um, Daniel, what's up? This is Mel. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Good, good. And welcome to the show. This is Apple. Hey, Apple. How are you? Hey, I'm, well. I'm Ryder. Hey, what's going on? So, yeah, you got the whole... The whole crew here sitting Excellent. on the porch Sunday morning. Riders eating oatmeal, 
you know, <laughs> it's, really it's like that. Um, Daniel, man, I, I, I really wanted to talk to you because, well, I mean, you and I connected, first of all, through Instagram. And uh, you sent that awesome fanzine our way. And I just wanted to talk to you about your journey, man, like how you got into all this and photography and the whole thing. So um, I guess why don't you um, introduce yourself to everybody out there and let them know what's up and who you are. You want me to start at like a uh, point of origin sort of thing? Sure. Or wherever Daniel Whatever like you it. feel like. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, who All is right. Daniel? <laughs> who is Daniel? I'm still working on that one. Um, right on. Aren't we all? I like that. <laughs> but I, uh, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, and I started doing photography there for fun, like as a teenager, and just had cameras that my dad passed on to me because he was a photographer. And uh, at some point in college, I started working in nightclubs. Uh, photographing the athletic community in Cleveland. Um, I got a chance to do video work at LeBron James' 25th birthday, which was pretty insane for me. Um, Wow. And then I just continued shooting events revolving around him and friends of his and other athletes and everyone's after parties and birthday parties and kids' parties and GQ stuff and so I kind of um, you know everything sort of sprung from that Uh, I Mm -hmm. moved to Los Angeles uh, before finishing on my last college course because I wanted a job uh, more than the degree it seemed at the time so I was in LA for a few years and I was working in entertainment and I didn't touch a camera uh, to take photos for almost the entire time that I was in Los Angeles, uh, which was three years. Um, And then I moved to New York in 2013 and I've been here since and I've just been working as a freelance photographer ever since then. Wow, man. So Daniel, what were you doing during that hiatus that you said the work? What was the work? You weren't doing photography, so... Um, I was working with an independent writer, director, and visual effects artist, and I was putting together pitch packages for feature films and TV projects, and I was shooting and cutting video for Ultra Records, uh, so all the like big name brand DJs um, at the time, like shooting them at festivals and independent gigs at different venues in Los Angeles, and you know, cutting the videos of that, and you know, some really late nights for a few years. Yeah, that sounds like it was a lot of fucking fun, though. It was a lot of fun until it wasn't. So yeah. <laughs> there's a thing in as, Vegas like as that, most things go. There's an advertisement in Vegas where like it's about gambling and it's a picture of a person like sitting with their head down in front of a slot machine and the caption is when the fun stops. It's like yep. yeah, okay, I've had enough now. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so what's the what's the connection with the Grateful Dead world? How did that happen? Oh man. Um, so growing up in 
the suburbs of Cleveland. I had all these neighborhood dads who would listen to this music and I never really asked about it. And, you know, then when I eventually, when I turned 13, I got my first guitar and I left the shop with an extra set of strings and a Garcia decal of just his, his head. Um, and I just, I just looked at this glass case with all these different stickers and decals and that's the one I was drawn to and then I sort of started doing my homework from there and um, it was one of those like headphones on listening to American Beauty and just completely falling in love with it but obviously not being able to see the music at the time not being able to see it live like I was barely going to concerts as it was at the time being 13. So even into, even into high school, you know, I didn't growing up in Ohio, like I didn't have this option. I could see tribute bands and cover bands. And, uh, I was in a band myself for seven years. Um, and you know, I just, it was something that I could only listen to on CD with my headphones on. Um, and so naturally, I started going to fish shows and I was introduced introduced to fish and still my first show, nine eighteen two thousand. like I'll never forget it. It was a really crazy show for a lot of reasons. Um, but you know, I sort of got into the world that way, the world of jam, the world of experimental improvisational music. And it wasn't until, uh, Bonnaroo of 2003 that I was able to see amongst other incredible musicians and bands at that festival I was able to see that first iteration of The Dead was it, it was The Dead then? it was The Dead it was I think okay. their very first show Okay, I believe um, and it was it was so crazy. Um, you know, I knew, I knew this music and I knew it from listening to it in friends' cars and at home and stuff. But like, you know, I'm standing on a lawn with my friends in front of this massive stage, I'd say about halfway back in the crowd. And I remember it was like, I think sugar Magnolia. And then they played unbroken chain And this group of people in front of us on the lawn had a blanket set out with these Jerry candles and they were just, and they were just dancing around. And I was like, you know, of course, when you don't understand something, you just immediately judge it right away. It's like, you know, you're a young kid. You're like, Oh, that looks ridiculous. Like, who are these people? It's just, I don't, I don't understand this. Deifying this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's a whole nother conversation about DFI right. Garcia stuff and yeah. we, could talk for, we could talk for hours about that I, I deified Trey for a few years so I get a you um, get it but he's yeah but he's still around so it seemed to make more sense to me at the time but right. I um yeah I don't know I just I fell in love with it and then I was so busy in LA that I didn't even know about this budding online community of makers and doers and 
you know, you know, basically like lot merch people who would get together and trade and sell their stuff and have bands play and all. I was so unaware of all of that during that time. I was so head deep into my work that, you know, I didn't catch a single further show while living in LA, which is still like an embarrassment to me to this day. Uh And, uh, you know, I just, I missed all this stuff and I get to New York and then I just meet all these people through Instagram back on the West coast where I just left. And that was sort of my foray into, this journey of supporting people in this community and eventually coming to make a project myself with me up in support of others in the community. Oh, that was weird. Whoa. Hello. Hang on a second. Hang on. We're, we had a bump in the road. Hang on one sec. Okay. Poltergeist <laughs> activity. Uh oh! No, we're good. An alien took over the connection for a second. I, I hope it wasn't because I said bad things about people lighting jerry candles. No, no, <laughs> it might have been. I doubt it, man. I doubt it. You know, I, when, hold on, Daniel. I find something interesting that um, this whole thing started because of an, an aesthetic for you. You saw a picture of Jerry's like head, and then you got that like that. Yeah, along with your photography, like it clearly says something about you on the visual aspect. Yeah, I, um, you know, I was exposed to a lot of different music growing up. My dad was like huge into blue stuff and some rock, and he went through like a smooth jazz thing, which I've forgiven him about. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so I grew up on like. Ray Charles and Stevie Ray Vaughan and unfortunately like Spyro Gyra and stuff like that but on my own when you're a teen and you're playing guitar you're learning about all this different kind of music mostly at the time where I was it was you know um, you learn a Dave Matthews riff here you learn a Zeppelin riff there and of course you try to play like you're in Metallica and it either works for you or it doesn't. But, (laughs) you know, it's, um, the photo thing is something that I was doing just for kicks. I was taking really crappy portraits of my friends, like in my room or in my driveway or, you know, at family functions or whatever. And, um, you know, that was all sort of my, my interest in photography and my interest in playing music kind of coinc- like came up at the same time. And I just saw this sticker in the store and I was like, that looks really cool. And I bought it and I think it's still on my first acoustic that's at my family's home back in Cleveland. Wow. What, what do you think it is like for you personally that draws you to capturing moments like that? Like with the dead dispatch thing, those were really like, I don't know how to put it. Like, I guess super personal and candid moments that you captured. Like, what is it for you? What's the the drive to do that? Well, I think when I was sort of winding down in my nine to five in Los Angeles, and I was just freelancing for a bit before I departed for New York, um, I was just shooting on the streets of like east la with my iphone and just trying to be like sneaky and take like 
what's classically known as like for better or worse called street photography and this was a practice that i was growing more interested in of candid moments shooting something in the moment as it is no staging no posing um and so when i moved to new york i just started running around the city endlessly taking pictures and sort of getting to a point where I was shooting in the way that I liked and shooting what I liked and sort of curating the images that I was sharing with the world as everyone does. Um, whether it's the music you write or the photos you take or, you know, whatever it might be, whatever your practice is. And that really lends itself heavily to this scene and to the lot because you could be in the middle of the lot or you can be in the middle of fifth Avenue in New York city. Like it's buzzing with activity. Everyone is on the move. Everyone's, you know, stopping to, you know, check out what everyone else is doing and making and catching up with old friends and making new ones. And it's just a beautiful space to just try to glide around as a ghost and just capture these moments. Wow. That's really cool. Which I I was just going to say, it seems like New York all through history of photography, everything. I mean, New York is like the best playground to like capture looking at your photos. You got posted. There's just such a eclectic mix of all kinds of, you know, races, everything just, it, it seems like what a great place to be able to do what you're doing, your craft. Yeah, it's I don't know that there's there's nowhere that I've been that's better for shooting that way. Um, overall, I mean, I another place that I just found that I really like shooting on the street is Italy all over. Wow. Um, and it's wonderful. But, you know. In the U.S., if you're on the street in public and you take a picture, that's fine. Um, all over the world, it's it's not the same case. It's sort of a case by case basis. Uh, Do you have but, to get like a release uh, for to shoot in New York or or overseas, like in Italy? Over uh, in some places, you can't publish an image if um, you don't have a release or. Oh wow. You know, it's it's if there's less than four people in a photograph, you're invading someone's personal space. And there's different rules wow. in Spain, in Spain, in France, in Germany. You know, people's right to privacy in public is you know, different upheld. than here. Yeah, it's much yeah. different than here. And here, if you're cool. in, if you're in public, you have no right privacy. to privacy. I guess. Um, but the way that you see, you know, people behaving when they feel so free on lot or at a show, they're not really concerned with their privacy, you know, and that's evident. So it's fun. You know, I was photographing people I had never met before, but I'd had these, you know, our relationships were just indirect messages off of Instagram or texting or emailing. And, um, yeah, I don't know. This whole thing. It's crazy how it works, man. I mean, just right now, there's a couple here that are traveling around the country, thriving tie-dye off of, um, we met them off of Instagram. We met at a show the other night and they're staying here at the house right now. Like those are people we had never met, you know, that 
we just connected with. And uh, it's strange, man. Like it's, there really is a connection that feels like family because of the music. Yep. It, 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 there's this shared experience that we have that we all just kind of understand. Oh yeah. You've had that experience too. And it connects us on such a deep level. And I think that's what touched me about the dispatch was that it was like looking at a family album of family members. I never met. It was, uh, it was an idea that really started brewing in my head. Um, in November, when Dead & Co. did a two-night run at Madison Square Garden here, um, I did a piece for Vice, for Noisy, their music division, specifically on Deadhead Dads. And I interviewed all of these dads, dads who have been to, you know, it was their first show or it was their 300-plus show. Uh, some of them were bringing their kids uh, some of them were doing it as a as an escape from the family life and the daily grind. <laughs> you know, so, some of them were coming like from their corporate offices in Midtown. Other people were like, you know, like I'll I'll never forget him. And I don't know if you guys ever met uh, Shaggy, who's uh-huh. uh, always selling like the dyed socks in the lot. He wears a cowboy hat. He's from he's from San Diego. And uh, you know, I asked him. I said, "How many kids do you have?" And he said, "One." And I said, "What does your kid think of you going on tour?" And his response was, "She hates me for it." So, you know, there's, and then there's other people that are like, I've been going to shows with my dad since, you know, this year, that year. And, you know, it's become a family tradition and it's, it's beautiful to see this thing being passed on. And I just figured why not just sort of capture the moments as they come while I'm at a show enjoying myself. And yeah. uh, I mean, the Instagram, Instagram and the online community has really added a different aspect to the whole thing. Cause well, it seems like the lot has gone on to social media yeah. and Instagram and Facebook in some instances is the lot scene and people like yourself. Um, and we just interviewed a couple Chuck and Claire um, and she was doing the same thing for CRB, creating like a family photo album and for the people who necessarily can't be at every show um, or every coast, it's a really cool thing to see that broader range of, of family that we have out there. Yeah. It's, um, it's unbelievable how shakedown has completely gone online year round. And, and what makes it really like you were saying how, you know, sometimes people can't make it to a show or their life circumstances is like they're a teen living upstate somewhere and where let's say like upstate New York and they can't make it to Boulder or they can't make it to the gorge or wherever to see a show. And they have all these people posting pictures, making show specific teas and other stickers and other merch and stuff. And everyone is just like, just putting it all out there and it's really beautiful to see what's you know come out of it yeah it's become more inclusive for everybody and 
I don't know. I just I love what's happening with that. Like I was wondering how the relationship um, with you and Dale came up because we also interviewed Dale and he's doing amazing stuff with lot shirts and things like that. So I just wondered um, how that come about. Uh, Dale is one of many of the West Coast heads who I met through the uh, Graham realm and sparked a relationship through just direct messages and keeping in touch about things. And when uh, a friend convinced me that I needed to go to the West Coast for a show, I said, okay, that's it. This is perfect for me to do a zine. I'll shoot City Field here in New York. I'll shoot the West Coast. I'll shoot LA rather. Um, and I met up with all of these guys out there like Dale and Sala and a bunch of others. <laughs> and um, afterwards, I was like looking through some stuff and I realized like, oh, I would love to work with Dale in some capacity um, on either the cover or maybe like even just like some kind of print to, you know, talk about the fact that I was doing this project or that it was coming out or whatever. And then we just got to talking through email and he's like, here's the deal. This is what we can do. And, you know, we, I can do the text like this and like that. And I let him know what I was interested in. And it was based on a series of hand painted work that he had done. Mm -hmm. And he just rolled with it and we just went back and forth and what you see on the cover and on the inside is the result of that. And it was beautiful. I can't, I'm so excited for how it came out and I'm really excited for the next one uh, and to keep working with him on it. That was, that was what I wanted to ask. So is there going to be more? And I guess that answers the question. Do more? <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I can do another one. Uh, I'm not going to be able to make it to Mexico because it's just a little bit out of reach for me. But if another tour is announced, uh, in the new year, I will shoot two or three shows and put something together. Um, and I definitely, we want Dale, uh, Dale, if you're listening, if you'll have me back for a second <laughs> round, um, no, but I would love to work with him again and I would love to have it printed, uh, by my buddy, Ted, at Terrapin stationers. Like I'd love to have him do the printing again. Cause he did such a sick job, dude. It, the graphic design nerd in me opened that thing up and was like, Oh my God. <laughs> the paperweight and the typeface and just the way you laid it out and every the simplicity of it it was so clean and so cool man yeah it was um it was definitely it's one of those things where it's like should i do it are people going to be into it like it's not a t-shirt or a sticker are people going to buy a, a zine a, a photo catalog like our yeah you know and it's um and it worked. And I think I, for a lot of us, like there's those moments where you're you're at shows and either you're too loaded or you're just doing stuff. And <laughs> you take pictures and they just sit in your phone forever. And you'll look yeah. back at them through over time, but it never happened. Nothing ever happens with them. But to have something physical like that is really cool. And it's it's nice. I like 
took a note out of uh, obviously Jay Blakesburg's book and brought a small little film camera to the show so I could shoot anything I want in the lot and no one would say a word about me bringing it into the venue and um, you know like a, it's like a, uh, a one click camera like old school uh, so it's a um, it's a film camera that uh, is it's got a great lens and it's got a flash that sits on top and okay. It's um, it looks like these modern day small digital cameras that they make, um, but it's old school, and so every every security person looks at it and they're just like, "Oh, that's an old camera. That's fine. Go uh, on in," and you can just run around and click, click. It's autofocus. Um, it can shoot practically in the dark and still get focus. So wow. it's uh, it really lends itself to catching moments and. You know, whether it's someone like dancing around with like flags or someone interacting with someone else or you just like, you know, it's any anything you see, you can just turn and just click and keep walking and and that's it. And then what you end yeah. up with is this massive images. And then I sort of just kind of whittled it down and bounced it off a few people. And that was it. So is there another way, um, aside from photography, that you lend yourself to the circus of these shows and these festivals that you go to? Um, as a creative outlet? Well, just like, so you're going to these shows, clearly you enjoy the, you know, listening to it, the audible aspect of it. Like, oh, are you, do it. you dress up? Do you part, like, you know, run around? Like, are you a big dancer? Like, are you chatting it up uh, with everybody like what's what's um, the role in, <laughs> for you so you're, you're, you're asking me what my my show my pr- yeah. This, yeah. What, what my presence what my presence is at the show yeah, what yeah. are you bringing to the party um, man i want to know aside from um, the funky camera i'm bringing <laughs> uh i'm just there to really meet up with old friends and to in some instances in the last year meet up with new ones and I do a little dancing, a lot of just zoning to the music, and when there's when there's really a moment and it catches you, like I'm fully in the zone, and then I'm back to people watching and taking pictures. So it's a it's a mixed bag, just like it is for everyone. But I'm I'm definitely not out there like spinning in the halls and <laughs> <laughs> that just um that that was never really my thing um but i appreciate it as much as i appreciate anything else about it and it makes I'm for honest, good imagery it makes for good imagery imagery and like honestly i'm just glad that there's a place to be to see it and i'm glad that it's continuing in whatever form it's taking and you know, there's a lot of back and forth on, you know, which which iteration is better or worse or whatever. And for me, I just firmly believe that if you're able to see this music live in the time that you're living and breathing, it's it's a gift. So it's wonderful to catch it. it I, I love what you do, because at, when we go to shows, I'm I'm more of a visual person. I like to see a lot of it, whether I'm high or not. 
with my eyes yeah. open. I'm constantly shaking. They'll, they'll be dance with their eyes closed. And I'm the one going, did you see that? Look at these people. I love to look around and see people's reactions to what's going on. Yeah. And, and you capture it well. You, you see those things and it's like, oh, my God, I need to get a picture of that <laughs> to share with everybody. And you capture it well. Thank you, man. I used to just be like, oh, that would be a great picture. And then I just started taking it regardless. And, you know, sometimes you have people that are like, why? Why did you just take my picture? And uh, my because you're beautiful, brother. My response (laughs) is usually, yes, I did. And then I just kind of hopefully they let me just keep walking. But it's um, it's such an eclectic scene. And. There's so, as every decade passes, there's a new portion of a generation that's applying whatever aesthetic or vibe it has, and it's entering the scene, and everything's just mixing together. And so you have this really beautiful, like, self-sustaining ecosystem that is, like, so vast, and you have a little of everything you have a little of a you know you have people still going to shows that like were there from day one and then you have people through for whatever reason you could imagine are going for their first show now um and it's just it's awesome The thing you see on a lot of their faces, too, you see the same look on an 80-year-old's face as you see on a six-year-old that's at a show. Everybody is happy, bliss, that community. It's amazing. Yeah, it's – and it's it's funny, too, for me, you know, to catch people who are at their first show and, like, their background is – music that they've heard on cds or from that current tour from shows that preceded that night and i remember being at city field and it was like althea they're playing althea and which was honestly for me like a top song for them of the summer tour like that was just every version was just Mm -hmm. better than the last and I remember these young kids who couldn't have been like even 18 or 19 years old in front of me rocking out and then they go into Terrapin and I watch their eyes they're like we don't know what to do with this because like we don't this is this is crazy this is this is crazy this is like where are they going with this and then into drums and space and I'm just kind of I'm watching the show but I'm watching them and I'm seeing I'm seeing the same thing happen to them that happened to me the first time that I listened to these songs. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just an awesome thing. You know, you, you brought up a good point too. You, you know, this thing that started in, you know, 65 with the Grateful Dead doing their thing and it, it's grown. It's become this gigantic scene and it, it encompasses so much like it's not just the Grateful Dead anymore it's it's Fish it's and a hundred other bands I could name and yeah. that experience that you're talking about I saw it not last night night before last at a pigeons playing ping pong show like Mm -hmm. there's a kid standing behind me in a button-up t-shirt with short hair like eyes blown totally dozed out of his mind and you could see him like wanting to dance to the music but like 
so uncomfortable and like not sure if it was okay to move and like eh. yep. and I turned around and I looked at him and I was like we're all here together brother let it go man and by the end of the show <laughs> that guy was fucking grooving out and it's funny how it transcends even just the dead anymore it's grown into this it's like a psychedelic world that has spilled out of the lot and is taking over venues and an entire scene yeah I um I remember at MSG um, in November of twenty uh, of last year, um, you know, they were in the middle of Stella Blue, and I'm like shattered, and I'm just like, <laughs> I, I'm like crying inside, I'm crying outside, I'm just like having a moment, and before that, like the beginning of that show, I was just so in awe of being there and seeing this and. I don't know. It kind of just floored me. And I went through the whole range of emotions. I went through like joy and dancing to like standing, just zoning and watching them play and like tears streaming down my face during Stella Blue. And I'm just, and I'm just thinking like, this is, this is the best therapy that humankind could ask for. Dude, I just said that to Melanie this morning. I, I told her like, cause we went to that show a couple nights ago and I, I said, I feel like my soul got scrubbed clean. Like all the dirt that was on the inside got scrubbed out. Yeah. yeah cause you get, you, goes away. yeah, you get to leave whatever you're doing, whatever's going on. And you know, you go there because you either want an escape or you want something that's an aside from what you're feeling, what's going on in your life, or you just want to catch a good show. And then, everything just pours through you and out of you and you leave. It's like, it's an incredibly cathartic experience. Yeah. I, I can't imagine being anything else or anywhere else. I, and it's funny too, like in talking to other people now, like having doing this show and, and speaking to some of the musicians and other people that are in the scene and stuff, like I see this common thread, the grateful dead world has, created lives for people like when they get turned on to the music after that their life is different yeah it's um i don't know i don't really know a lot of other bands or scenes that i've encountered that uh have done the same for me as primarily fish and now dead and company. Um, I wish that I had the opportunity to go see the grateful dead. You know, I, I hopefully would have been in the mindset or in the environment where someone would have brought it into my life or I would have discovered it at the time and, you know, would have been swept up in it. And, you know, I would love to have seen Jerry, but I'm so glad to see any iteration of it that I can now because the music is, you know, it's forever and people will be hopefully playing it forever. And I don't know, there's, um, there's a lot, there's a lot going on in like this very small world and you have people Mm -hmm. who are, you know, I have friends that are graphic designers or I have friends who are like legal consultants or I have friends who are like student, like, you know, they're students in college and all of them are doing their thing day to day, but they're all making stickers or teas and or prints or what have you. And they're all sharing it in the digital lot space. 
and on the scene and they're all part of this this awesome environment and yeah it's a great it's like a club with no membership card um sometimes the fees add up a lot over time <laughs> but um <laughs> sometimes the fees are you know it's financial sometimes it's psychological some you know it's it's all over the place but that's for sure it's um it's so cool. I'm so glad it's going on. I'm so glad that it's happening in a really big way online. I, I want to ask you, we, we glossed over it a while back, but I'm, uh, I want to ask you about the deifying thing. You know, <laughs> because that's a, that's a huge part of this, man. When, when magic happens in people's lives, there seems to be a tendency to want to do that. And I'm just curious what your experience is with that. Well, I know, you know, there's, there's a lot of major religions in the world, but I feel like the dead is one of the, uh, underrated, underappreciated ones. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's something that mystifies me even more because if we're talking directly about the Grateful Dead and Jerry Garcia, like I was never around to feel that. I was never around right. to like stand at a show and watch him sing into a microphone and play his guitar and look into that crowd. But what I feel from the music almost, almost transcends who it is that's performing it. Mm -hmm. So for me, I looked at Garcia like every, every teenage boy and girl who is into playing music or into whatever, whether it's music or skateboarding or um, whatever you can name, they all have their heroes. They're all putting posters on their walls, the magazines are trying to dress like, look like their heroes, learn right. as much as they can about their world and totally become absorbed in this, in that scene, whatever it might be. Um, and I think that happened to people older than myself with Garcia who were able to see him. I know it happened to me for a time with Tranastasio. I was just completely enamored. There was no one else. People would introduce me to a guitar player and I'd be like, yeah, but have you heard, <laughs> right. you know, have you heard this one Reba from 93? <laughs> like, you know, and so it's, it's like that you like you you build this altar to this group or this person and it either lasts or it sort of like slowly fades back to a comfortable place or it's completely shattered and you move on to something else and i feel wow. like it's that way with the or you know organized religions as well you're introduced to something by your family chosen or you know or biological found. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you learn this set of rules and norms and values and customs and songs and traditions and foods and everything. Wow. And, uh, and then you either stick with it or you go deep or you retract. And I feel like this scene is the same way. I didn't, I, I walked into a music festival and someone's like yelling ganja goo ball. And I'm like, what? I'm whispering to my friend. I'm like, what's a ganja goo ball? And he's like, Oh dude, you haven't had one before. I'm like, it's, you know, it's like, there's, there's a menu. There's, what is it? There, I don't know. what Mel doesn't know what yeah, a ganja goo ball either. is. Neither do I. It's honestly, it's just, I can't even really explain it. It's like, a it's, it's like a rice 
I don't know, like Rice Krispie treat type ball of whatever with like, you know, G13 butter that'll get you just completely spun out of your mind for two days. I don't know. There's like, there's just so there's, there's so many versions of it. Um, I'll find you a really, the grilled cheese, um, the burritos. Like I had my first Newcastle on a lot. And then when I was old enough to buy one in a bar, I was like, this is overpriced. I can get one for like, (laughs) this isn't a dollar. Yeah. I can get this for a buck in the lot. Um, you know, but like I, it's weird because when you reenter society, just like as an aside from all of this, when you reenter like day to day society and like I go to get a grilled cheese sandwich somewhere and I ask them like, Oh, do you guys have garlic? And they're like, no, we don't put garlic powder on our grilled cheese. And I was like, obviously you've never been to a lot. Right. So, <laughs> there's no rosemary in this. There's thing? no what rosemary the in this. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's, you know, you, you go into this world and you come out of it and you pass on what you can. And like, you know, I, my wife put a fish hoodie on our kid today to take him to the park across the street. Cause it's cold out and he's just, he just turned two years old and you know, I, I've got like a, you know, I play the dead and fish and all this stuff at home. And I've got this like Bob Weir sticker on the inside of my phone case and I flip it open and he goes, Bob, Bob. And you know, he doesn't actually have context for who, what, when, where, why, but he knows. No, he's, he's, he's learning it. Like it's, it's something that I think is important that we will carry on. Like, my wife's really into the music and you know, she took me to the Madison square garden shows here in New York, uh, last November for my birthday. And you know, her parents went and her parents also went to the shows at city field. And I met so many people in, in LA who like, were like, Oh yeah, I'm here with my mom. Or like, they're like parents were like, Oh, our son couldn't make it. So here's a ticket for, for face value. Like, you know, there's, it's gener it's a generational thing. Yeah, we got it's to bring our daughter. Affair. Like my daughter's twenty three years old. I took her to her first show was further in twenty fourteen oh, in Vegas and like that as a father, one of my favorite moments of being in her life and being her dad is looking down from the balcony and seeing her down on the floor dancing to Dear Prudence. Like that's that's incredible. I, I get choked up even thinking about it right now, man. Like <laughs> And being able to pass that thing on and having them love it the way you do, and even in their own way, is a really beautiful thing. And it's funny what you say, man, because, I mean, I've thought that the the crossover between, like, religion and the Grateful Dead or just this music period, but I never put it into that context. I never thought about it like that, that, like, the foods and the the music and the traditions and the words and the language and all of it, I never thought about that before. And it, the symbology, symbology, yeah, like the steal your face and, and, you know, the terrapins and the bears, like, it, it really is its own thing. Like the only thing that I thought about, like as a crossover is like, and I guess this is kind of the same, but like, it's kind of like being in a biker gang in a way. Like you can go anywhere in the country and if there's heads and they're good people, man, they're going to take care of you. And you've got family everywhere. Yeah. It's uh no, that's true. And you don't have to be a hell's angel to, uh, 
you know, go to a dead show. No, um, no it's, um, there's, there is this sense of community. It is like a club and the membership is international and, you know, it's, if people need something like whether it's, you're trying to sell a ticket or you're trying to find a place to crash. Like if you check people's Instagram stories during tour, it's like a Reddit message board on there. It's like mm-hmm. friendly, you know, in search of floor seat for tomorrow night or going to this thing with my brother, our hotel fell through. Does anyone have like a couch or even like a floor we can crash on? And, you know, I'd say probably 99% of the time things go down the chain. People are reaching out to everyone and things get resolved that way. And And magic happens and magic happens. And like, this isn't like a dead or a dead company memory for me, but I was on a fish tour and I was trying to get from Camden to Coventry for that very depressing run of that tour before hiatus. <laughs> right. And, uh, I don't really want to get too into all of that. Um, but That's all good. that, uh, you know, I'm, I go to like get a drink after the show and I'm like, okay, I'm on this tour. Everyone's like, go on tour. Things work out on tour. Great. And like the cynic in me, the practical person in me is like, edging through and it's like oh maybe you like shouldn't try to go there you don't have a way to get there and i turn around and i see a guy that i grew up with in cleveland and we talk for not even 30 seconds and i'm getting my backpack that i left under someone's car in the lot and i'm running over to his brother's car someone gets out to go home to philly i jump in and i have a ride to vermont so oh yeah it just things work out whether you're in search of it or you turn around and it's just facing you things always seem to work out and it it's funny too that that carries over into the day-to-day outside the lot and the scene that you can bring that with you and you gotta learn that shit works out and sometimes i find with myself like i forget i forget that that is real sometimes and i i fear and worry kind of creep in and like you said that practical part of myself starts to to overtake it and then i'll go to a show or hear something turn on the the grateful dead channel on sirius or whatever and then boom i'm like oh yeah i don't have to worry yeah it's um it's a self-sustaining organism basically and i was just gonna say we bring it back again to the religions part. The <laughs> part about the lot and the part about think about like when you would go to church or at least the, the old way of envisioning it where like they would bring these like, you know, the wives and the grandmas would bake and bring it for the whole oh, congregation shit. and everybody would have, you know, their little tea or whatever and eat cake because everybody brought something. And I feel like the lot and the digital lot is what it's done is, is it brought all of us like to be put in need together. Like, like, just like you said, my brother and my room fell through. Can I come crash? And we're just like, hell yeah, come on down. The price is right. Free. Just exactly. come chill. Yeah, it's uh, no, it's a hundred percent like that. And like I, I grew up in the suburbs of Cleveland in like a predominantly Jewish community that had a very religious segment to it. And my introduction to seeing fish live and like leaving my state on a plane to travel and then go city to city was with 
a modern Orthodox like Jewish friend of mine. And I've had this conversation before where people have said to me specifically, like, this is sort of like, you know, this nomadic thing where you're traveling around and you're like setting up camp here and you're moving there. And it's like this nomadic thing with traditions and its own music and rules and regulations and openness and food and community. And that it's kind of like religion in that way. Um, that's why I like with a smirk on my face, like someone at dead night in Brooklyn, um, this summer was selling a bunch of pins and they had like a steely with a star of David in it. And I was like, I'm going to, I'll take that one. Cause that's, that's like my favorite crossover. That's beautiful. Like, you just made you know, me think of like the, the easy up becomes the sukkah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, there's so many, I mean, there's so many comparisons. There's been so many articles written. I've pitched so many times to be like, can I do a piece on people who travel and set up lots and go to shows and how that compares to, you know, the history of Judaism and people being nomadic and the food. And it's like, I grew up on matzo ball soup and corned beef sandwiches and delis. And now I've got, you know, grilled cheese and burritos and <laughs> goo balls and whatever is in, is, in, is in the lot. And like, if someone would just combine the two and make a restaurant of like Jewish deli lot food, Holy I. Holy shit. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's so an amazing if idea. If there's any entrepreneurs out there, you can, you know, get in touch with me and we can work on a menu. And, uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. My son is uh, an amazing cook, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put him, put him in touch. I'd love to, you know, just spit all some ideas with matzo ball soup to dip it in. Oh that my sounds god, fucking god. great! Yeah, matzo well, lot, matzo lot soup sounds amazing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, but, but back to something about your photography. I know right now we have a we have a special someone here that's pregnant, and I just looking back at your photos, I gather that's your wife with all the pregnancy photos that you captured. Oh yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. you just said there's some amazing <laughs> shots. And there's nothing as beautiful as a pregnant woman, like the glow and the life that's happening and yeah. stuff. And I, it's not really a question. I just had to say I love those pictures, man. I was oh, going through them again you, this morning, and you really captured it. The you know that those moments of a pregnant woman with that baby growing in them and the magic that's Aww. going on. Yeah, it's um. There's honestly, I never I never thought about how am I gonna photograph this and like a lot of people who are my heroes in photography who have photographed their, their own families or themselves even um, through the whole process and everything like it's so awesome to be able to do that to be able to like have this I don't know I can't even I don't even have like the right words to Describe it's like a, it just, seems to me it's like a tradition. It is a tradition. And like I I talk about this all the time with friends who are photographers or not, how right now like everyone's taking pictures on their phones. And yeah. you know, some people do the cloud thing and back up all their images and other people just keep everything on their phone and they share it on social media and they text it to family and friends and whatever, but it sort of just disappears into this digital graveyard. And I look back to my youth, I have 
album after album after album separated by year of pictures that my dad took of my mom uh, oh, and of, of me as a kid and of me growing up with my friends and everything. And I have this preserved like between, That's special. you know, all these images like book after book. And I, I want that for my own family. And I wish That's that for everyone. Gift. I wish that for everyone who's, who's got it. I just, for the first time in, I don't know how many years that I've been working as a photographer doing amongst everything else event work. I had someone, uh, one of the dads I interviewed for the Grateful Dead's Grateful Dad's articles, like I shot um, a family event for him, for his son, and he just reached out and was like, I want to make an album. Will you help me with the printing and everything? And And I love it. Like I love when people, I think it's so important for people to print photos and I have photos of my family printed. I have like, you know, it's ambitious when you're, you've got a little kid running around and you've got so much life going on to like sit down and pick out photos to print and make the time to actually do it. And I had this arrangement with my wife that like once a month, we're going to look at the last month. We're going to pick 10 photos. We're going to, I'll edit them. We'll print them and we'll put them in an album. We have not gotten around to doing that, but I do have a bunch of prints. And, um, That's so fucking sweet, though. Like, honestly, like, Daniel, that just, like, almost brought a tear to my eye. The fact that you said that to your wife, and it never even happened. Who cares? You said that, and I'm sure that you meant it at that moment. And it's freaking yeah. sweet. And that's inspiring. And we, I just saw a spark of inspiration in Melanie and Aaron mm-hmm. when you said that. Like, oh, you just got I don't know what you guys have, like negatives or digital files or whatever. And like I I shoot both. I have I have terabytes of digital files and I have like cases and cases of negatives of film that I've shot. Um, and all the stuff I did on the lot was was film because it just in my brain, it just looks more like real life. Um, yeah. shooting on film that way but like whatever you have to do to take pictures of your family mm-hmm. just do it shoot every photo like every moment you can all the the awkward moments the candid moments the put like anything <laughs> it's it's your life you have to you just have to capture it because that's what a when, great when way to think about it i don't know it's just like when we're all no longer around and like that's kind of what's left and that's so important to me i have that my parents have that like my dad recently was looking for pictures from his youth and he was like flipping out because he couldn't find them and then i was like no no no, don't worry i took those because they were awesome and i wanted to scan them he's like okay good i'm just making sure so what an amazing gift we even have a picture that some like drunk lady on the train in july of 2016 uh took of me like with my knuckles like massaging my wife's back standing on the subway platform and she came up to us on the train and was like i just wanted to tell you i just took this picture of you guys and i loved it it's kind of one of my favorite pictures there's nothing really special about it in in as far as like the photo itself it's like a very normal plain moment but it's it's our life Wow, you know, I, so it was yeah. pretty awesome. 
that you really have inspired me, Daniel. Like there's when I, I grew up with my mom very much like you were saying, like she, we had a baby book and she like saved our teeth and our lock of hair <laughs> and yep. like every little birthday and, you know, graduation. And then, you know, I grew up initially doing that with Sydney and then it just, you know, life just got too much and it just stopped. And so kind of like you, I've got all this digital, you know, pictures and like a huge gap. If you would look at my Sydney from when she was like, you know, five and under and then digital now. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing in between. And it's not like we don't have something to do, but it's like you, you saying that project with you and your wife that never happened. Like, it just made me think like, you know, we've got this amazing legacy that we're leaving and there's a huge part that could be added to that, that would make it even more beautiful. And yeah. thanks for that idea. Yeah. It's yeah. look, it's, it's, uh, I think that there's a lot of stuff that you can do to preserve memories in your family, like whether it's photos, videos, like written stories, audio recordings. Like I think back to all these relatives that, um, you know, are no longer around who I wish I had audio recordings of, um, our conversations or moments where they were relaying stories. And like this predated me having a smartphone. Like I, I literally had a handheld recorder and I used it infrequently and I wish I used it more, but like, that's why I think it's so cool to be able to just pick up a camera and have one just lying around all the time. If like my kid's doing something funny or crazy or weird, or it's just a moment um, that I'm sharing with him or my wife is sharing with him and one of us can pick up a camera and take a picture. It's, it's awesome because he'll, yeah. he'll have that forever. And our lives go by so fast, man. Like yeah. I'm 46. It seems like just yesterday I was leaving for tour and now I'm 46 years old and I have my own family and it's just, you know, there's no space even between it and my head and it goes by so fast. And like you said, there's going to come a time when I'm not here anymore and what are these guys going to have to be able to remember that and on and on. And that's a beautiful gift. And I think growing up, I don't know if it lends itself to being in a Jewish family or not, but tradition is a big deal in Judaism. And, and huge. Yeah. I think that that's probably the basis of that. And it's just really cool to, to think that, you know, even the show, like having these audio recordings, someday they're going to be able to listen to this and, and hear us talk about it. And, you know, thank you, man. Thank you for, for doing that for your family and for our family, our, yeah. the larger Grateful Dead community, brother. That's that's a really beautiful gift you've given. Well, and that's um, from the heart, dude. I no, I appreciate it. And I, I know how much you guys put out there and how much you work to bring people to uh, other people's attention about what they're doing and what they're contributing in whatever manner. And, like, I really love... I love my family and I love this new family and there's so many people like there's so it's like a long, a never ending list of people who are bringing such so many awesome things to this scene and I've made so many good friends because of it. Um, and I'm really glad to know you guys. So yeah, you made I'm, four more today for sure. Awesome. Man. And when yeah. you come out to the West coast, You've got a place to crash and a house and, and we'll do a Shabbat. <laughs> oh, yes. or, or, or when we make it out there. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. 
It's we'll uh, make matzo it balls and good. grilled cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So before we take off, where can everybody find you and and all that good stuff? Um, basically, <laughs> all roads lead to Instagram nowadays. So you can just find Perfect. me at Daniel Shapiro. That's my Instagram handle, just my full name. Aww. And my okay, website Daniel, is through there. Thank and you so much. Thank you, and thank you guys for having me. And uh, when I get the next thing started, I'll absolutely let you know. And I, I'm hoping to make it to more shows. Um, if I can do a full East Coast run and do an East Coast zine and a separate West Coast zine as like a combined thing, I'll try to do that. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, wow. the, the love for your family is apparent and and that to me that um that commends a lot of respect and admiration and so thank you for today because i just you know you never know who you're gonna meet on the other end and i just i'm i'm just flabbergasted i love that thank you for being a modern day awesome you know man a mensch yeah, a mensch. A mensch. Yeah, Daniel, Daniel's thanks. Daniel's a mensch. Thank you, guys. <laughs> All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon, man. I'll let you know when it's coming out, okay? Awesome. Take care, everyone. All right, brother. Bye. Have a good day, man. Bye. See you, man. See ya. Daniel's a mensch. He's a mensch. Oh. <laughs> That's fucking rad. That was That's cool. Fucking yeah, that was really That good. was really cool. He just made me love my family more. Oh. He did. He just going through like right before we um, press play to call him, I was looking through his Instagram and one of the first things I or the last things I saw right when he answered the phone was Shana Tava. And I was like that's trying a, to get you to I was trying shit. to get Aaron to see it, but he was focusing on the interview like he should have been. And um, so I had that in my head the whole time. And he just brought up so many things about our childhood with the kids and and my own because even before I married you my aunt was married to a Jewish man and so I had those traditions before I even met you so that whole Judaism has been a tradition in my fam in my myself for a long time and just him talking about family albums and it just makes me sad that I'm not doing it as much and it makes me excited to get to do it Again, so many pictures. That we <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. I have entire drives filled with nothing but pictures mm-hmm. from our life that and we've never a, done anything what a with. What beautiful project. What can be more beautiful than pulling out Aaron and Melanie's photo albums? And I mean that like big time because we've had so many people that weren't blood family as part of our family in all the years and all of our Thanksgivings, the Jason Clarks, the Marianas, the Cats, the Sarahs, the every Apples, the everybody. And so like our family album is other people's family album, too. Wow. We need to get on it, baby, with each other. Well, that's that was such a special thing to hear to what his dad how his dad right? was a photographer because I mean now it's prevalent everybody's taking pictures on digital but not everybody people didn't do that, that through the 70s 80s and I, that was the rare like I have a bunch of photos from my mom and dad but they were rare they were the holidays they were they were not the life in between it's the weirdest thing Mel and I were just saying the other day like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree and <laughs> Oh, what your what your parents do, man! Like you can try and escape it, and but in some shape or form, when you're older, it comes back around. Like Mel was like, 
Do you realize that you're doing a show and that your dad did shows and that you're a producer and your dad was a producer? And I was like, oh, shit. I had Mm -hmm. this revelation the other day because I was listening back to one of the previous episodes and then a few of the things that Aaron was saying reminded me exactly of his dad like the sound the quality of his voice the the same type of humor like the same type of way he would interject in a conversation and it it made me realize no matter how personal we try to make our own unique individual person we still have the remnants of how we were raised and who you we were raised by and what we were around and so for good or ill for, for both yeah. and it's i don't i think it's more of a yin or yang as opposed to a good or an ill because we're going to pick up both yin and yang sides from our parents um each of them individually and then we have like our friends that become like our brothers and sisters. So then they have this huge impact and how their parents were with them. And so we have like joy is a huge part of how you grew up. Yeah. Apple's mom raised me. Yeah. yeah. So like and I grew up around your dad and your yeah. mom. And now in the last 20 years around Melanie's mom, she's like a mom to me. Absolutely. And so I'm influenced by the culture of your family. Mm-hmm. Pete, Miguel, you know, all, all your family. They're amazing. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know that this was going to be a family episode, but it makes sense. We're in October. It's the fall. It's holidays. We got lots going on. We got a baby coming really soon. Wow. We're going to bring out. Should we just piggyback on this whole thing? Um, No. Well, okay. Follow us on Instagram at No Simple Road. Follow us on Facebook at No Simple Road. Head over to nosimpleroad.com, and that's where you can sign up for the newsletter on the family tab, and you can get your NSR merch there. And don't forget the Reddit page, r forward slash no simple road, one word. That's where the community gets together, discussions about episodes and shows and what's coming up, and if you need help, and if you're traveling and you need somewhere to crash, you can post up there, and I'm sure everybody will help you figure it out. And that's how the community interacts with each other. And you know what, guys? Take fucking pictures, man. Yeah. Take pictures of your life. That's what I learned today. It's important. And make physical copies. Yeah. Print them out. Put them in a book. Yeah. Stick them on your wall. Put them on your bedroom Tattoo ceiling. Them on the top of your foot. There you go. That hurt. I know. Hurt. I know. Your mantle's a good place. Mantle's uh, a better place than tattooing it on the top of your foot. On a skateboard area. and hang it on the wall. Tattoo yeah. a picture of your face on your face. Okay. Put a bird on it. We love you guys. Have a beautiful, magical week. And we'll be back soon with more stuff. And remember, take care of each other because we're family.
date, but it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. Features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.